Hello, this is Melissa Hale, Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, with co-publisher Marcello Yaya, eager to tell you about a newspaper this week jam-packed with local happenings. The picture that dominates our front page by Michael Koff is quite exciting. Out of this rainbow mist, we can see children emerging. What, you may wonder, is happening? It was a special race to raise funds for the new Voorheesville Playground. Our lead story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer is about a suit that was filed one week to the day before the school board election. It's a contested race, five people running for three seats, and one of the candidates, a retiring teacher, was sued by parents who are alleging um, that he did not procure medical attention for a second grader when she fell off a piece of playground equipment and broke both wrists. However, the president of the teachers' union, Aaron McNamara, who the union is backing this candidate, Timothy Horan, maintains it's not true and that he is an outstanding teacher and leader. Moving along, there's some surprise news in Knox. Councilwoman Amy Picorni has announced in the letters section of our paper that she will challenge the current supervisor, Vasilios Lefkadidis. That's a story by H. Rose Schneider. And I have a story on the front page because long in the news, Smith's Tavern, known as Smitty's, a year ago has um, had an option from Stewart's Shops to be bought so that Stewart's can build a convenience store and gas station. And Friday, they called in their option to purchase, and the sale now is just a formality, and Smitty's has announced its closing date, although they still, uh, Stewart's has still not procured the special use permit. It would need to have gas pumps at that site. The editorial this week uh, is about my diagnosis with cancer, and I'm just letting our readers know they are in good hands. We have great current staff as well as former staff members, including my daughter, Saranac Hale Spencer, and Andrew Schatz, who will fill in as reporter and editor in my absence. Moving along, we have the letter from Amy Bicorni. I mentioned that she'll be running for Knox Supervisor. We have a letter of endorsement from Aaron McNamara for Tim Horan. We have an, a letter from Dr. Maria Wiles, the superintendent of Gilderland Schools, going over the budget, the bus proposition, and another proposition for a reserve fund. Oh, and we have a correction just letting people know they could have gone tonight to the library public hearing on the budget. We have a wonderful, moving, and informative column by Judy Rothstein, who was my journalism teacher at Gilderland High School and does, among her many fine works, a volunteer for community caregivers. And she has written about Colleen Hassett, who suddenly lost her sight, and the way that one of the caregiver volunteers, Cindy Waddock, has helped, as well as her husband, Stephen. And she continues with a very active life. Um, right here, she's teaching Pilates at the YMCA in Gilderland.
Moving along to more letters, we were thrilled to have Christopher Missouri's students. He's an English teacher at Gilderland High School, teaching a college writing course, and his students are learning about discourse, civil discourse, at civic discourse, <laughs> and have researched from our paper local issues and written their opinions on them. And here are three opinions on the proposed hotel next to Crossgates Mall. Turning the page, we have many, many upcoming events, Loyalty Day, Memorial Day, and Altamont, a ceremony rather than a parade. And we also have a thank you from Susie Flansburg for the Neighbor Helping Neighbor Day in New Scotland, where she got her windows clean. We have a nice report from John LaSalle on his troop from Altamont, Troop 264, who raised funds and made a trip to the Capitol and learned a lot. We have a letter from a relative of the owners of the Fox Creek Market in Burn, pointing out some of the many virtues of that store as it faces potential competition from Stewart's. Then we have some more student letters. This time the topic is the school budget and the library budget, and we certainly appreciate those letters. Turning the page, still more opinion. We have our Cracker Jack columnist, Michael Seinberg, writing about organic foods. We have a letter from... Um, a group that had a convention at the Switzkill Farm and recommends it to others. And we have more letters on the hotel that's proposed at Crossgates. The Old Men of the Mountain that features a picture by the author, who's also an artist, John Williams, and the talk is about tractors this week. Another endorsement letter for Helen Lounsbury, the BKW School Board. A story filed by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer last Friday, soon after, hours, within an hour, probably after the decision was reached by the jury on the Mayweather case. He is the young man accused of firing a gun at Crossgate Mall. The jury cleared him on three of four felony charges. He is still faced with a, a conviction of a reckless endangerment, which his lawyer, Lee Kinlan, plans to appeal. Moving along, H. Rose Schneider has done a wonderful job combining two different things locally with the opioid epidemic. She covered a forum at Gilderland High School with a face that's familiar to our readers, Kristen Smith-Hoyne, telling her daughter Summer's story. And um, Andrew McKenna, who spoke about his own battle against opioids. He had a, a back injury and started with prescription drugs that landed him eventually in prison. Studious note-taking during that session, and Rose has gone on to write about a new initiative of the county where you can get prescriptions, and when you have extra and you're not using it, you mail them to a special place and as well as the task force the county has set up, set up to combat the problem. The Voorheesville School Board met this week and heard about the many activities of the Key Club, which is sponsored by Kiwanis, and this young man, Dante Gilmartin, was applauded and delighted with the recognition from state level for his work as a webmaster for the Key Club. 
The key news from the meeting came from Jenny Young, who oversees the um, career programs and is talked about oh, Lawrenceville starting its own career and technical education program. Um, Elizabeth had a story on Frederick Wagner um, proposing another gravel mine. And she had an in-depth look at a neighborhood where people were concerned about what they thought were wetlands, but actually are not registered as such. Nevertheless, there's a stream that due to construction perhaps, or perhaps neighbors dumping in the stream, has grown. Here was a deck that used to be next to the stream, and it's now become submerged by it. Altamont heard from Albany County Executive Daniel McCoy, who's making his annual tour highlighting what's new in the county, and we were interested to hear there's going to be a new recreation office in Voorheesville at the site of the old sheriff's office. Mike Koff was on the job for Baby Animals Days. This was a particular day used as a fundraiser, again, for the playground in Voorheesville, which is expected to cost $200,000 and is being funded entirely by donations. Another story from the planning board in New Scotland. We've been following for a year and a half an application by Cynthia Elliott. And by unanimous vote, she will be allowed to hold 15 events a year on her property, although fewer people than she had wanted. She wanted a limit of 200. But other large news, um, Ron Kay is progressing with his plans for, and I think you can see how it's going to look, retail development right near the corner of Routes 85 and 85A. Here's Stonewell Plaza. Here's Falvo Meat Market. And in between there is where um, he plans to have his buildings. Turning the page, we have an in-depth look on the issues in Knox as seen through the eyes of Councilwoman Amy Picorni, who is challenging... Basilios left Gadidas for supervisor, and um, it makes fascinating reading. Beautiful, beautiful color photographs by Michael Koff of the Rainbow Colorathon Run. And here is the Boriesville Elementary School principal, Jeffrey Vincenzo, with a multicolored rainbow wig, being a good sport because the lucky Winners, elementary students, got to douse him with bright colors. And here are the kids running through the plumes of color. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. And we celebrate you and our advertisers that are offering you all kinds of ways you can celebrate. Rose Schneider was on the scene and tweeted live um, speeches that were coming from the opening of the long-awaited Thatcher Park Visitor Center. And you can see many, many familiar faces here at the ribbon cutting, wide views from the deck, and a look at what the center itself looks like. Arrests, as always, one of particular note, a story by Saranac Hale Spencer, looks at David Mazio of Gilderland, who is accused of defrauding investors and using the money to pay off 
from convictions of earlier frauds. Turning the page, lots of things to do. There's a play this weekend, Willy Wonka Jr., the Voorheesville fifth graders are putting on. There's a Lupin Fest coming up in the Pine Bush. There are sign-up underway in Gilderland for all kinds of programs that are offered. And a um, Earth Day race in Five Rivers that featured the new Green Visitor Center, which will soon open. Many, many area events. Libraries busy as always. For Mother's Day, you can hear a concert in Gilderland. Altamont had a lot of takers for their um, book sale during the annual PTA garage sale. Kids in Bethlehem are part of a brand new literacy program and they're having a lot of fun with bubbles. Up in Bern, there was a special song and dance session for Mother's Day. And turning the page, we have a new initiative for the Hilltown Memorial Day Parade. They are looking for active military service members as well as veterans to march. And one of the featured veterans is shown here, Robert Gibbets, in a much earlier era, and he will be in the Memorial Day Parade in Bern. We hope other veterans sign up. If you can't march, you can ride in an antique vehicle and we hope people respond to that. We have Phyllis Johnson talking about fashion, and she's as entertaining as ever. And we have two obituaries this week, both worth reading on Worthwhile Lives, and a look at Strawberry Fields, which is opening with a rare fringe Jensen plant. Classified ads, if we don't have it, you don't need it. In Westerlo, the dispute over the cell tower continues. One of the residents has threatened an Article 78, a suit proceeding against the town board. Plenty of legal notices, many of them of interest locally. This is the device that the young um, Pine Bush student, she was seven at the time, a zip line that she fell from, um, that relates to the suit we mentioned on our front page story. And as always, we conclude with sports, with great photographs, this week in color by Michael Koff. And here he is taking a close look at the Bulldogs, the baseball team, who really came close. Um, the score was 11 to 10, but ended up with a defeat. And we end with Gilderland track, and just look at these women going over the high hurdles. Look at that look of determination. And this team came in first. We commend them. And the steeplechase, and the <laughs> relay, and here's a discus thrower from Gilderland who came in first. Take a look. Congratulations, and that concludes our week's news.